Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast. I am Tara, and I'm here to introduce the final of three parts of our 2020 NBA Championship Bracket. Now, if you've listened to parts one and part two, you know that Cassidy, Sasha, Janelle, and I have been uh, pairing up teams against each other based on some different criteria. The first episode, we pitted mascots against each other, and the teams that made it through got to battle with uniforms in round two. We are now back to finish out round three, round four, the final. We're going to have teams match up their coolest players going up against each other. And yes, we're actually going to talk about basketball as well. That's how we are going to wrap up our 2020 NBA championship bracket. Before we get into that, I wanted to get folks caught up on what is going to be going on with the What podcast. This is going to be our last episode for a while. We're going to go on hiatus while we wait to find out what the league is going to do. I, Tara, that's me who's talking, am going to be retiring from the weekly podcast, which some of you may listen to me on. Um, But I think that we'll be coming back later on with more episodes of the What Podcast in the fall or whenever we know more about what the NBA season is going to do. So I want to thank everybody who has supported us, who's listened to the What Podcast, who's written us emails. Thanks, Daniel. We got your latest one. It was amazing, and we both really enjoyed reading it. Everybody, please continue to follow the Hoops and Talks podcast at Hoops and Talks. Go ahead and send us emails, too, if you want to, hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. We're going to be thinking about what we want to do next and how we want to bring the podcast back. And in the meantime, we're just going to be spending some more time doing some of the other things that keep us busy in our everyday lives. Again, thank you so much for always listening and being such great supporters and always coming in with such great compliments. We really, really appreciate it. Um, speaking for Cassidy, she's not here right now, but I'm sure that she would agree that this has been a really great experience and we can't wait to get back. But we are going to be on a little break for a while. So without any further delay. Let's go ahead and go to the 2020 NBA championship bracket, the final rounds. Thanks a lot. So as we've continued with our crazy bracket, our next round will be decided by the coolest player on the team. Coolness. How do you decide? I don't know, but we're about to find out. (laughs) In round one against Milwaukee versus the Knicks. Is this even hard? This is not hard. No. Okay, somebody should stick up for somebody on the There's got to be somebody. (laughs) Who's the coolest person on the Knicks right now? RJ Barrett? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I like their center. Um, but both those guys are so young, it's hard to really know what their fully developed, like, personalities are. Like, yeah. I think... RJ seems kind of like a cucumber a little bit. Like Very cool. Yeah. He seems pretty laid back. Janelle, do you watch uh, much... Do you, do you see much Knicks out there being closer to the East Coast than we are? 
Nope. You're probably not tuning into the Knicks. <laughs> Nobody's. Yeah, you know, you, I you feel have to specifically get a Knicks fan um, and one who's not like by protest, not watching games. So, so I was thinking about that today because I was listening to uh, Nate Robinson was on the uh, the new Rashid uh, Wallace Bonzi Wells podcast. And he was talking about when back when he was in New York, and I felt so bad for him because he loved being in New York and he was super happy being in New York. And they let him go because they weren't using him. Because, like, according to him, like Mike D'Antoni did not see a place for him in the system at that time. And he said that he was just broken up about the fact Pring- that he was Coach Pringles, just no once. One speed, he got a one track mind. Well, I just that's, I thought, why, and that's why the Rockets are looking at Tom Thibodeau to replace him. I think, oh, I don't know. I think that oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> I, just, I just was talking about this. I also, I also produced the Rockets podcast at The Athletic, and we like had Sam Amick on to talk about that. And he said that he thought. So I'm citing my own podcast, Brody the Beard. Um, he said that he thought that Jeff Van Gundy was the name that he had been like hearing the most and that it's unclear. Like there's no way of knowing whether it was actually Rockets people saying Tom Thibodeau or like people adjacent kind of suggesting that it's possible. You know what I mean? Like there's no idea of like the strength of that, but but if Definitely but if it's rounds. indeed true, that'll be interesting for for Harden. You think he's I tired now? That. Wait, wait till um, if, if um, yeah, wait till Thibodeau gets there. there. <laughs> the dinosaur himself. Awesome. Anyway, well, I just wanted no. to sh- stick up for Knicks fans because they had a guy there who was happy to be there, and poor guy got chased out, and I just I felt so bad for for him because it's like if you have somebody who's glad to be there like let him be there Mm -hmm. (laughs) so on the flip side of this matchup you've got uh Giannis Antetokounmpo who's probably one of the coolest humans I can think of yeah right is that what we're is that what we're up against here with the Knicks yeah (laughs) and Patty C and Wes I mean like I mean, you have Wesley Matthews, who's just straight up my hero. You have a number of guys who could be the coolest guy on any roster. (laughs) I'm not even in this arc. So move on on the Bucks. So Milwaukee is moving on because... The final four. The Knicks. So we've got, in the Elite Eight, we've got the Hornets versus the Wizards. Who's the coolest? (laughs) Well, I have to go with Bradley Beal because he's from St. Louis and I just got to back him. And I also think that he's just like, if we're talking about like cool players, besides just like being sick, like he is such an awesome basketball player. Mm-hmm. He's like very cool to watch. Mm-hmm. I just think he's great. I'd like to add a point to that. The way that they support their WNBA team is yes. killer. And it is the coolest thing ever. And I think Bradley Beal's mom played basketball too, and and he learned everything that he knows from her, and mm-hmm. he's just a staunch supporter of the WNBA. He and John Wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but on the flippity flip, Tara, I think you should talk about the coolest player on the Orlando match or the oh the it's the Hornets. Never mind. I was in the in my mind, it was the magic for a second, and I thought we were going to get an Alfred Camino moment, but um, <laughs> it's the Hornets, so. this dude on the roster ain't played for the Hornets in <laughs> darn near 20 years. The coolest people uh, on the Hornets are in the broadcast booth. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I would just actually, my, my vote would be for the Wizards, and I actually heard uh john wall was just on the i know i'm sitting here just like quoting podcasts because that's like all i do nowadays is sit around and listen to podcasts but um he was on all the smoke i think um yeah he he just was a just seemed like a really good dude like Mm -hmm. and i was like you know he i think he's one of those guys who the, the story about him is just taken off and everybody thinks that they know and then when you listen to him talk and explain 
you know, his life and his thoughts and his perspective, you go, oh, maybe I should listen actually to the person who's talking. <laughs> so I was appreciating um, uh, what I what I learned about him from that. So yeah, I would I would vote for the wizards. And he mad parties like you know that going out with John Wall is like the probably best really night fun. Ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably like the best night ever. I think he might be cooler than Bradley Beal, but either way, I think we got the coolest guy in the world. But we don't want him to like risk any more injury, so we no, won't go out partying with him for a no. while. No more partying. No, we'll just we'll just have a cheeseburger eating contest. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like a great night. Um, so we've got Milwaukee and the Wizards moving on to the final four on the East Coast side. And now we're going to figure out what's cooler than being cool. Um, we've got the Lakers versus the Nuggets. Who's ice cold? Oh, come on. It's like, it just has to be the Lakers. Will Barton has a lot of personality. Okay. <laughs> The I love Will Barton. The coolest person in the NBA. <laughs> I'm so I'm calling Avery Bradley a coolest Laker. <laughs> I think that he is probably one of the nicest people in the world. Maybe beautiful eyes, truly an ocean in there. I think he's the coolest. And I also think Kyle Kuzma, despite not fitting in at all in the NBA or with NBA fans is actually really cool like if you ask non-nba fans you show them a bunch of pictures they're like yeah that guy you know i think he <laughs> on the outside he has cash <laughs> i don't i think he's deeply misunderstood by nba fans um and i think that most of it is just homophobia <laughs> that's most i'm gonna go with the lakers too um I, I think the coolest player on the lakers is kuzma because he, yes, you know, he. Like, I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, you know, I think he get. I think he gets it. See, sick. A lot of the fans of this game are a bunch of casuals, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Just as long as they stay in a casual's place, and Kuzma, you know, caters to them. Getting, you know, him getting fits off, you know. So, I, Kuzma. That's perfect for casuals, you know. I think he, I actually think that's interesting that you say for casuals. I feel like most Laker fans that I like know are like, trade him. <laughs> They're like, get rid of this guy. Um, I don't, I, uh... right? Because, see, real Lakers fans, they're knowledgeable about the game. But I like him. I, I like, I have written, this has been my biggest like tug of war within myself this season has been that he has played so bad. Not so bad. I don't know. He has like a, he's had a couple good moments towards the end of the season, but he played like really at the beginning, pardon my language. And yeah, I think that I just like, I just really like his whole thing of like how he like handles himself and carries himself. And I think that he's really confident and I'm not sure that he gets a lot of like positive feedback on what he's doing, like how he dresses himself and how he acts and stuff. And I just think it takes a lot of guts to like, I think he's like, I think he acts different. I think he's, he, he takes a lot of guts to like, uh, be different. And it's, I think he gets a lot of from Lakers fans, uh, not just about like the way he plays, but also like about the way that he like. But see, he he, he gets that criticism from Lakers fans because I mean, if if he was really doing well and playing like he like his rookie season, I don't think Lakers fans will care that much about what he wears. He, he could he could run around LA <laughs> with a with a stocking pair of stockings on his head, butt naked, talking <laughs> about what's up. I'm a squid as long as he's um, a, a bucket, you know what I mean? But since yeah. his his play on the court has regressed and what he's doing off the court seems to be more prevalent, that's why he gets so much criticism. I think you I think- just want to give him more benefit of the doubt because just, you know, I don't know that it's been like the easiest journey or like the simplest journey as far as his progression 
And he's been in a completely different situation, completely different team every single year. And it's just really hard to like find a rhythm and figure out where you and to get acclimated. And that's understandable. Do you think he he should be playing better? (laughs) When he's improved a lot on defense in ways that are like people, when he started doing that stuff and started passing, people were like, oh, now you can like not be a net negative. Cause even with the offense, his defense was so bad that it was just like not even like you, you wanted him off the floor. Um, but once he picked his defense up, it was like, oh, okay, you like, we don't need you to have the ball all the time. Like if you can do that, um, he still needs to work on like being a bucket because that's ultimately what he's there to do. It's like nice for you to be able to play decent defense, but like, you gotta, you gotta be a bucket. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Gotta back up. <laughs> Gotta back up the coolness on the court for sure. Um, yes. So. Well, well, it looks like the Lakers are moving on, which leaves us with one last matchup in the West. Who's the swaggiest? We've got the Thunder versus our own Portland Trailblazers. Um, I mean, Stephen Adams is really cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shea Gilgis. Shea but they're Gilgis cool nothing types. compared. Nothing compared to okay, our guys on the Blazers. Yeah. No, Damian <laughs> no. Lillard is the coolest dude in the league. I I, I love Dame. Um, he he's he's a talented. Of course, he's obviously he's a talented basketball player. He's a mm-hmm. he's a talented rapper as well. You know, and just combining that, you know, it just makes him cool. Just he's just just a solid dude. Mm-hmm. And he's handsome. And we've got Gary Trent Jr., fashion icon to all. <laughs> I mean, if you're not following Gary Trent Jr.'s fashion, I don't know if you know what fashion is. It is actually a shame that the Rockets didn't make it to this round because they would have killed whoever they were next to, except for maybe the Blazers. Except for the yeah, Blazers. Except for us, because you. we're the Same coolest. <laughs> but their fashion, like PJ Tucker, also a fashion icon. Mm-hmm. And- oh, him and his shoes. He is the sneaker king. You know, he has a store. He opened a store in Houston, right? Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. He opened a store in Houston. Um, I can't wait to, to see his um, inventory. <laughs> well, I obviously am going to root for the Blazers on this one. But I, you know, in fairness to the Thunder, you know, considering how much of an overhaul they went through, like they maintained an impressive they they maintained an impressive output for a team that went through they what they went through and like you know it wasn't far into the season after i got i got started saying like stop saying that the blazers like broke up the thunder and the thunder got worse because the thunder did not get worse and i don't i don't even care that much for cp3 i mean he means well and all but he oh don't get me started on him <laughs> <laughs> he seems to have had a found a better place he's still a bitter little man <laughs> but you know he, uh he means well, though. I'm going to check out his documentary about Don- Donald Sterling next week. But yeah, that's going to yeah. be super interesting. Oh, I'm very excited uh, about that. Called Blackball. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. He, you know, oh, CP3 means well, but you know, he's he really helped that Thunder team this year. I mean, he was a positive influence on Gilgis Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll give him that much. Just hopefully he won't turn on shine like he did Steph. Remember when um, when Steph came into the, the league, CP3 and, uh, was his mentor, you know. But eventually CP3 turned on Steph like an ingrown toenail. Oh. And oh, been well, once he bitter and salty ever since. But uh, their parents still hang out, though. I mean, Not once you become competition. Huh? Once you become competition and like like the competition, I feel like it's just over. He is like he's too old to like ever be in a position where he is like competing against Shea. Yeah, I mean you never know. I'm being hey. <laughs> he, he, he's people, so injury prone. People will people. 
That's true. And it's and true. and if if you can't get along with James Harden, who can you can't you get along with? See, Chris Chris and James had a beef. I so you think James Harden, Harden is, is easy, easy to get along with? Harden don't bother nobody. I mean, I feel like it was. I mean, I mean, I mean, he court. bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bothers I mean, a lot of people. Court, though. I mean, you know, he just keeps himself. Yeah, in, yeah. You know, no, yeah I see what you're saying. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. on the court, that's that's another thing. But you know, <laughs> other other than that, I mean, he don't he don't really. It's just egos. He stays uh-huh. himself. Yeah, he really does. Like you don't really hear him talk very much. He doesn't. He's mm-hmm. he's not out there talking to the media a bunch. Mm-hmm. Plays. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul. No, no, I'm talking about Harden. I call yeah. him barking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I think does not stop. <laughs> it seems like Harden has like enough. Maybe he has like enough outside hobbies where he's like, "Cool, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go do this one thing. I'm not gonna no, worry about what y'all are saying." His only outside clubs. hobby is the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that he had. One strip club in Houston has his jersey hanging up. (laughs) Somebody did at like the very beginning of the season, somebody on Reddit posted this whole like, I mean, it was totally flawed in a lot of ways, but there's like a ranking of strip clubs uh, or it was like a, the relationship between how good the strip clubs in a NBA city are Mm -hmm. and how badly a team plays like, in that city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I expect more hard-hitting uh, studies to come out during yeah. the quarantine to look into some of these things. James Harden, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to need some stats, for sure. Yeah, we're going to need some stats. Um, well, it looks like the final four is set. 30 teams have entered. Four have made it this far. Who will reign supreme in the battle of fuzzy, fun, fashion, and swag? Now we're down to basketball time. So our next rounds are going to be decided by, well, basketball. Imagine that. So we've got our it's come to this. Of, yeah, it's come to this. We're actually talking hoops now. Um, we have got the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Washington Wizards. Okay, are we going with fully healthy? Or are we going to go, like, in the state that they were? This season. Like, when the season left off? Yep. yep. So, technically, oh, we'd have know. Nurkic? I mean, when the playoffs would happen, when the finals would be happening. So, Nurkic is back. You know what? I think Laker fans and Blazer fans can't make this call. I think we need... Oh, this is difficult. I, yeah. think, I think we need Janelle to make the call about whether or not all these teams in the Final Four are fully healthy or not. Do you get John? Because you can't give them John Wall. You just can't. Because he's not going to be healthy next year. Yeah, you can't. You just can't give them John Wall because he's not been playing. He's not part of the team right now. I can't even tell. I can't even remember when I saw uh, Wall play. I mean, I mean, he wasn't that far from coming. Was he coming back? I mean, he he wasn't coming back this season. No, no. And then didn't he have another injury? Maybe he I'm did, but he else. was still, and he, yeah, he was he was still rehabbing. But I'm just saying, like, are we looking at all these teams like in the perfect world, or are we saying in the state of their team when the season ended? Like, real how time. are we real real time? So, so how like, they would be right now? Yes. So you're gonna have to tell us whether or not Nurkic is back. Nurkic is back because he was scheduled to play like four days after the season. I just feel like we don't actually know whether that was going to happen. Um, it was going to happen. <laughs> okay. We were going to go to his house and put him in the car and drag him down to the arena. It was actually because Nurkic was going to rehab with the Santa Cruz Warriors because Portland don't have a genie team. He was going to go to Santa Cruz to rehab before they called the season off. So he was coming back. They had announced so the when, date. When does he start had, playing again with the team at full minutes? They said there was no restriction going into his first game. He was game. going to Santa Cruz to rehab. Right. So, so when he does he actually back. come back with the team? He was supposed to be back March 15th or 16th. 17th? 
18th, whatever that Saturday was. It was the okay. Houston game. He was yeah. supposed to come back he was the, to the game. Houston game. The noon okay. Houston game. Okay. So they So had, he would have been back. They've had like so they've had a, a month, month of playing together in the regular season and then like all the whole the whole postseason in quotes. Yeah. What did we decide with the Bucks and the Wizards though? Did we give the Wizards we didn't give Wizards John we didn't Wall? Even really talk okay. about we didn't give them John Wall. Okay. So we don't nobody sees any possible path to an upset. No. Yeah. Not even close. All right. So we got the Bucks. They're in getting the East. slam dunked. Like they're getting it's it's gonna yeah. be ugly. <laughs> okay. I'll say the Bucks had a very a very good round each round. Yeah. Yeah. Like solid Let's all put an asterisk up so by them. <laughs> awesome. I mean so that the, might I don't know. The Bucks are moving on to the finals and now here's where the fun really begins. Um don't give me 2001 Western Conference Finals flashbacks. We've got the Blazers versus the Lakers. Please don't bring me back to this. The Lakers time. are winning this even with Nurkic and everybody else because the Blazers have had literally one month to play together and then they have to go to the playoffs. And quite frankly, it's LeBron and AD. Like, I just don't have anything else to say. It's LeBron and AD. And there's no I'm – so, I'm, I'm sorry. It's going to be a tough – it's going to be tough. It's not going to be four games. I think it's six games. And I think that the Lakers win it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that that happened to you and your franchise. <laughs> so I don't have like a super strong defense because this season, the Blazers were never expected to win the championship anyway. They didn't have Nurkic for almost the entire season. And then they lost wrong, player man. after player after player. For So for the Blazers to take the Lakers to six games in the Western Conference Finals, that's a pretty freaking good year. And how could the, Bla- how could the Lakers have lost two games against this totally depleted and exhausted Blazer team. Lillard has been playing his freaking ass off. Yeah. Never doubt Damian Lillard. <laughs> like that man can never be underestimated. You have to give him a game. Or multiple. Or multiple. I give him- Because you know, when you break it down, because you know what? <laughs> it who do you want the ball in the final seconds of your game? Would you rather have LeBron holding the ball or Damian Lillard? Because I'm going with Damian Lillard. You know what, Cassidy? I want a Kuzma three. <laughs> it would have been. Okay, you can have that. Um, we will give you all the Kuzma threes. Um, Cassidy, you know what would have been so great about this playoff series? Is it would have been, he would have been facing Anthony Davis. So that would have been cold what he did to Anthony Davis. <sighs> like, I can see LeBron, like, carrying the Lakers. But can you imagine, A, Nurkic letting Anthony Davis, you know, do to Damien what they did before, back when he was in, oh, God, this would have been a good playoffs. It would have been so good. LeBron admitted he was a little scared about this matchup. Yeah, you gotta be. He's just, he's only a person, even though we think he's not. (laughs) I don't know. I might be giving. Actually, now that I'm reconsidering <laughs> Damien against Anthony Davis, I'm giving this one to the Blazers. Stop. We need Janelle Stop. to weigh in on this one. Yeah. Stop. There's no way. Mm, no, I, I mean, you said it yourself. Never count out Damien Lillard. Yeah, yeah, and he has unfinished game. business with Anthony Davis. He's not winning. They're not winning four games against the Lakers. Janelle, how many many games against the Lakers did we win this year? Didn't we win that big one you guys were supposed to win? No, I blocked that. No, I don't remember any of the losses. (laughs) I actually don't remember that game. I can't even picture it. It's literally dead to me. We need somebody that doesn't have interest uh, to weigh in. Janelle. Janelle. Give it to us straight. I mean, it's not going to be an easy out. That's for sure. You know, Damien is a competitor. CJ is a competitor. They they are competitive. For for the Blazers to go at least six games or hell, maybe even seven. You know, that that's remarkable, but you know I don't think you want to go seven with Damien. The, the Blazers ain't just they don't have the horses to 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 really topple A D and LeBron. Hate to say it. I think you guys are underestimating LeBron. Like a lot. 
Like, I think you guys are under, I like, I, I understand where you're coming from with the like last like five seconds of the game thing. Mm-hmm. And because I have felt that with LeBron, it's like, especially when he goes to the free throw line. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh my God. <sighs> oh my God. And the, LeBron. he's going to make like, a few of those turnaround fadeaway threes, but like, shit, they did not work all last season. This, this season they worked more, but anyway, it, he is. He's just like he's he's gonna overcome. Mm-hmm. He's just going to. It's in his blood. Like he, yeah, he's gonna. F- I'm sorry. My goodness, young lady, I am gonna be so busy beeping all of these out. <laughs> You're a producer, man. I know. Go I know. easy on me. <laughs> LeBron is gonna win. He's just going to. Well, if Janelle says the Lakers are going to win, I will have to go with that. But I just wanted on the record that there were multiple times where Damian Lillard embarrassed Anthony Davis in this playoffs series. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. And <laughs> I'm sure he's thrilled that yeah. we're uh, <laughs> trading on his uh, embarrassment. Poor guy. I'm sure he's a lovely man. Um, but yeah, Damian would not have made it easy. No, sir. Not at all. Not not by long shot. He- and I, like I said, you don't want to get to a game seven with Dame. Like, I think if this gets to seven games, that's when it becomes like a dangerous situation for the Lakers. He's I, different. I don't know that it gets there. Yes. Yeah. But you don't want to get there. Dang time. But like, think how much <laughs> swagger Nurkic would have going into this series. Oh, oh, oh. he oh, oh. would be like oh. intolerable oh. if and you were trying to go up against him. Uh, the fashion and then the game and then the intensity and then the crowd. Can you yeah. imagine the can you imagine Rip City watching Nurk in the playoffs after every like I don't know if you could watching, ever discount uh, that energy. LeBron James just, in a in a finals in a conference finals. That is it's an unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely. Against Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's in the house. You're getting, literally is the best show around. LeBron yeah. versus Damian Lillard, best show around. I mean, think how many times those two teams have played each other and there's been a good solid like five or six minute chunk of the game that was literally LeBron gets the ball, goes all the way for a dunk. Damian gets the ball, goes all the way for a dunk. LeBron gets the ball, goes all the way. I mean, just like they're, every <laughs> single time those teams play each other, those two guys get into that, and it's really fun. So I think mm-hmm. we're all agreeing that that's the best matchup. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And who do you want the Bucks? Well, who do you actually want the Bucks to be playing? Like, if we could the choose, Lakers. We're not going back, but... no, no. Oh, I mean, for like, the East, though. Yeah, like, oh. if we could choose a team, who would we do there? Because, I mean, we're not going to change anything, but, like, what's your ideal team there from the East? Ooh, that's a great question. I honestly would – I don't necessarily think it would happen, but I think I'd like to see Miami play in that series. Ooh. That was kind of who came to my mind. I I don't – I mean, I think it – I don't know. Janelle, what do you think? Fun. About 
I mean, who who actually do you think? I, mean, I guess the 76ers are the yeah. are the are the main contenders for the East with the Bucks. But I just I don't enjoy watching. Oh, the Raptors. Oh, the Raptors. No, Defending honestly, champions. I would want to see the Celtics. I would want to see the Celtics get beat down by the Bucks, <laughs> but also I just I'm a bad Lakers fan. Sorry guys. I love Jason Tatum and I love uh um oh my god. I know it's I'm been like a long a time. Fart. <laughs> Smart. But, uh, Jason Tatum is from St. Louis, so oh, there you go. Okay, I, super nice. And he, we must have been in high school at the same time, <laughs> around there. Um, but yeah. Janelle, do you like the the uh, the the Raptors against the Bucks? Yeah, I think that'd be a a, a solid matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Raptors and the wait a minute. Man, when when you think about it, the heat in the books would be even better because I remember watching a game between the heat and the books, and the heat gave the books everything they had on defense and it worked. And the heat actually won that game. I saw it on mm-hmm. NBA TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jimmy they, Butler they, could write they some made Giannis get out of the paint mm-hmm. and and drive the their shooters you know, away from the three. I mean, th- their defense was solid, and it, it worked. That I wouldn't have mind seeing that if if we had the playoffs. Yeah. That that was a good game, and the, Miami had a solid defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. That would have been a fun matchup. That would have been a really fun, like, first or second round matchup. Yeah. I would have loved to see that. That would have been a t- – the Bucks probably would have – won that series but it would have been a tough out for for sure oh yeah oh yeah jason tatum i already said that sorry uh jalen brown that was the guy who was thinking about he went to berkeley Mm -hmm. i went to berkeley we were there at the same time so (laughs) i have to represent and i also Uh, love what he stands for so we've we've made our way to the finals despite some hard hard fought uh fighting on us behalf of blazer fans uh (laughs) everywhere (laughs) We have reached a finals matchup, which, you know, surprisingly enough, I think we may have been able to predict this matchup yeah. before we came up with the concept of the bracket. It's kind so of beautiful. We've got the Lakers versus the Bucks. Who do you have winning? If it's based on basketball. Well, we know who Sasha's picking. <laughs> And I actually mean it. I mean, I think this is such a toss-up. Like, I really think this is, like, I, I, I think this is very tough. Mm-hmm. I think this would be tooth and nail seven games. It's, yeah. it would be. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's Im- almost impossible to call. Like, you would yeah. literally just have to see it. And that is the biggest shame of all of this is that we're probably not going to see it in the, like, we're definitely not going to see it in the way we should be seeing it. We might see it in some way but i don't even think we should i don't think we'll see it in any way i mean uh don't get me started about the nba season and what the nba is trying to do because i I think what they're doing is ridiculous they're they're not they're they're not going to recoup all that money that's another show for another time or that's an article for somebody yeah and trying to come back and play seven game mm-hmm. series is like, what are you doing? And 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 I think yeah. the NBA is just out of touch and selfish. Even with that um, that horse thing, I mean, it's not the same. That was so bad. And and, and, and what and how are you going to watch with no fans? And how are you going to have people playing in cocoons and? Bubbles at Disney World. I mean, <laughs> they like that idea. <laughs> it's I so mean, dumb. It's and for what? Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Is yeah. like for, for what? what? To, and for to what? risk for players. No one is going to respect. Yeah. Yeah. I like feel like just... a lot of what they're doing, like the big long phone call that happened today. Like I feel like they're doing their due diligence. I feel yeah. like they can't. I feel like they have to look at every single but there's no due diligence to do the, yeah. what if i were if i were adam silver i would scrap the season and let this let this virus dictate well dictate 
where where the league would go from here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting testing for asymptomatic players, and there's people working in meat plants that's dying mm-hmm. and and getting infected with COVID, and they have no access to testing. Mm-hmm. And the players, I mean, it, you know, they want to play, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, they're cool, you know, they want to stay safe. I want them to stay safe. I'm not sure most fans want them to stay safe. And yeah. just going to Disney World or going to Vegas to, to play and to have a resolution and then being away from their families and risking infecting their families because the curve has not flattened anywhere. I mean, it's just too much trouble. You know, yeah. I mean, basketball is a game where you, you can't distance yourself. You you can do that with golf. You can do that with tennis. You can even do it with NASCAR. That's fine. You, and even baseball, but not not basketball and certain uh, not cert, not basketball, not football. And if I was Adam Silver, I would just scrap the season and just you know reconvene maybe in October or November as usual. And and take even take this chance to even shorten the regular season, which is what they were going to attempt to do anyway, and even changing the playoff format, and just really restructuring themselves, because you know the NFL is still more popular than the NBA. It, it really don't seem like it, but it really they is. Still pop- <laughs> they yeah. they still they still killing in the ratings. And did you see their Christmas Day schedule? They no, were coming for the NBA's neck on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. So, you know, either way it goes, the NBA will lose the money. Mm-hmm. The fans, casual and otherwise, make up 40% of their revenue. They ain't gonna make, they're not gonna recoup that. And I and I doubt that fans are gonna look at a game with, you know, there's no ambiance. Or not unless you mic up the players that and have be, them, oh, you know, idea. talk trash <laughs> and, yeah. and play like pickup or, or whatever. But, you know, in it's the not t- the same without, without the fans. In the it, test game they did for the G League, you could hear everything everyone was saying on the court and they couldn't broadcast it. Oh, my God. But they should just break all the rules. I want to listen to that. It'd be really entertaining. The NBA shouldn't come back. And I think that Silver should really think about what they could do during the best case or worst case scenario, you know, with, with this COVID. Well, that's what I think what I, what I meant when I was saying he's doing his due diligence. Like they have to go through the exercise of thinking it through and showing to the governors that they have, you know, looked at all of the different things, but I think ultimately, see the, see the governors want their want their piece of the money, right? And but I think if uh, they stop now, they could at least know how much they lost, like, and then they could plan from there. I think one of the things it's it just keeps dragging out because they don't know because they keep thinking maybe we can somehow recoup here and there, and there's smarter people than me thinking about it, and maybe they can, but like you know. This is my plug to say that, like, at this point, too much. I mean, you know, it's just too much trouble. Yeah, with everything stopped, why don't they rebuild it in a way that's going to make sense for years into the future, rather than just make sense for the rest of, for the sake of getting you know things in the record books all finished up? I mean, we've determined practically who won so like we could send this to the league office and be like it was between the bucks and the lakers uh we haven't (laughs) yet decided who won but like you know and then they could start thinking about rebuilding it in a way that's going to be longer and sustainable and fair and equitable for everybody including all the people who work for the teams and the people who work in the arenas and the families and all the people you know who are associated with it rather than just looking at what's, you know, good for the rich people, you know, who are on the board of governors, but let's figure out who won. 
I was gonna yeah. say one one quick thing. Yeah, this is where you're like super happy to have Chris Paul as your as yeah. your yes. like. Yes, even though he, yeah, he he is an awesome president. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, yes, he he's, is. He's really fighting for players. Now, and that's I don't important. care that much for 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 that little bit of little man, <laughs> but I I will I will give I'll give him his due. Mm-hmm. This is where you want someone who's just gonna incessantly bark. Yeah. yeah who's just gonna fight just relentlessly for the people that he's been elected to uh to represent mm-hmm. but he's not in our finals no, no. <laughs> we've got the bucks we've got the lakers and you know any which way i look at this no matter what would happen i think this would be an iconic moment in Giannis's career no matter what, because I think if you lose, then you see what happens when someone of that caliber goes through something like that. And if you win, you watch him win a championship and maybe begin something that's just so beyond crazy fun to watch in the future. And so I just, no matter what, to me, when I look at this matchup, this matchup is about Giannis no matter what in my mind because it's about his growth either way for me because I've seen what LeBron can do at these stages I've never seen I haven't gotten to see what Giannis can do at this stage and I think what Giannis is going to be able to do at this stage is crazy his uh, I'd be cheering for him for sure in this case also I'm cheering for Wesley Matthews because Wesley Matthews but (sighs) it in I just see him as the future so much of the icon of the future in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And I just think either which way, this is the beginning of Giannis's documentary. I feel like someone, there are two people who are, who are being left out here. Um, but one person who I think really deserves to be mentioned, and that's Anthony Davis, because yeah. I feel like he has so much to prove like I'm not I don't feel confident that given this opportunity he would actually be able to step up so that to me that's what this is about because we know LeBron can do like it is it would be unbelievable if he won like if he won and he was like the main driver of that which I suspect that he would be it would absolutely just like everyone would lose their freaking minds because it's just one more like then everybody starts to have the conversations about Michael Jordan and LeBron again. I feel like, I feel like that it just stirs up everything and it just completely changes our perspective on like what a player can do and like how players can age and just everything about, honestly, there's like a biological aspect to the win. (laughs) Like it would be insane. And just thinking about like what your mental state can like, how mentally strong being mentally strong affects being a player that kind of thing anthony davis this is like the biggest test for him maybe he's ever had if he's in this game if he's in the series so like i i really would be going in there with fingers crossing please don't let us down and don't let yourself down because he hasn't been like he's been doing amazing things every night but he hasn't been like taking over games like he's maybe done that like 80% twice the whole season. So that for me, I'm looking for him to take over some games. And he's like against Giannis. Like you have to be a defensive. You have to be insane on the defensive end. And luckily that's like who he is. So I think that that could be a huge place for him. I think he's really struggled offensively, but he's like just been nutty on defense. And it would just be a clash of like Titans basically. Oh my god! I know. Now I am so bummed that we're not going to see this. Oh, this is actually. I'm like going to. Yeah. I I think within this matchup, I think the Lakers probably pull it off based on just like sheer looking at years of service and just like how like experience and when it comes down to it when everything is equal and both teams are so talented and they have so many good players 
you know, it, it, at some point it just comes down to who's been there more times, who knows what to do more, more. And I haven't looked like at the, I mean, I'm guessing that just by virtue of LeBron alone, <laughs> the Lakers have a, a lot more uh, playoff experience. So I would go with the Lakers based on that, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't be super Rondo. exciting. What? We haven't even talked about nah. Rondo. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, but that could happen, but it probably won't. (laughs) Man, Damien would have liked to have seen him. Yeah. So my my vote would be for the Lakers on this one. If I had to guess who was gonna win. I wanna hear. I wanna hear. I wanna hear what Janelle has to say. Books. Books. I mean, I think that they're more of a complete team. I mean, yeah, they don't have the playoff experience, but remember in 2015, the Warriors didn't have have that much of experience. They started to figure it out, and they did. Experience is fine, but it comes down to also who would have the better scheme. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Who would have the better scheme? And like I said, the Bucks are pretty deep. The Lakers have... I guess from what I remember during the season, they they were looking for a couple of pieces to uh, to round out, you know, their playoff depth. But you know, it it, it, it would be a compelling series. Um, yeah, I can see the Bucks implementing Hack of Braun because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he he cannot buy a free throw. I and I. I really don't understand that. It's like so, it's like um, horrible, and it's and I'm being so spoiled because he's so amazing. Otherwise, but good lord, you know, uh, and it's contagious. Are, unfortunately, the are pretty solid defensively. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, experience is good, but sometimes experience isn't really in. You know, it's, it's a factor, but it's not really a factor when it comes down to mm-hmm. to scheme. I think the coaching does let the Lakers down a little bit. Um, yes, you know. Um, it does. But, you know, yeah, that's we've true. all been pleasantly surprised by Frank Vogel, and he's had some, like, really great moments, and the mm-hmm. defense is great. Like, it's just great. It's just very good, and I think that he would – he would be able to like really be great on defense and like pull do schemes for that and be very good at that. And then mm-hmm. really what you're doing there is then just saying, okay, LeBron go offense. Like you, this is you basically. <sighs> Frank Vogel has had quite a year. Cause I remember at the beginning of the season, those of us who didn't follow the Lakers anyway, going, well, how long is it going to be till, you know, how long is he going to have that job? And he just really owned it. He, he, he has, he has, and in spite of, he has thrived in spite of because LeBron, I mean, Jason Kidd is LeBron's guy. Right. And we are, we all thought yeah, that Jason Kidd was just going to waltz right in. Google was set up to be the fall guy, but you mm. know, the, t- the talent, you know yeah hey more power to him they did just like figure it out at a certain point like the talent carried them through a lot of games i think you know i think there are a lot of games like you just can't lose to some teams you with with lebron and ad you just can't it's just how it is and that like for sure lebron's offense just like being totally in charge and then 80s defense being totally in charge you know it's like what are you going to do? But when they started winning games against the good teams towards the end of the season, I really feel like that was a turning, like, like I said earlier, that was like a turning point. Like beating the Bucks was a really big deal. And yeah. I think that like, I, I don't know. I think we, I think we proved something in that game <laughs> that it was possible maybe, uh-huh. but it was, it's hard. Oof. I mean, seven games against the Bucks, like, you got to think that's one of the hardest matchups you can think of. Oh, God, that Playoffs would be such a good series. Are war of attrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. the uh, the later the, the round gets, you know, if it goes to like five, well, game six and seven, 
You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're really so pushing it. I don't care who you are. And that's yeah. another thing. Everyone's mm-hmm. so tired. And LeBron mm-hmm. hasn't, like, he's been playing less minutes, but it's still a lot of minutes. And he's been playing a lot. He's missed only a couple games, I think, maybe one or two. And probably more than that. I can't remember. But he was set to play a lot more games this year yeah. than he played yes. In, yes. in a while. So, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, it was, uh, but he, I know he did have the whole summer off, um, of course, but mm-hmm. it's still, still a lot. It's still a lot. You're counting a lot on fresh legs. Like, you're counting a lot on AD to be like a juggernaut, and you're just praying to God that Rondo finds something within himself. And also, maybe that Kuzma finds something within yeah. himself. <laughs> like, well, that's a, you that's know, an issue. And Caruso has also been Kate, oh, totally capable. So, so who are we sending into the league as the winner? So I'm saying Lakers. Yeah, I'm reluctantly giving it to the Lakers. Oh, if only I had a vote because it would have been you and me, Janelle. Because I'm with you tied. on the Bucks. I, I think, yeah, my vote would have been with the Bucks, but I don't have a vote this round. So. Moving on from our fun bracket of funness. Thanks to... Uh, okay, no taking victory laps, Miss Sasha. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Goodwill Ambassador was... Jack Nicholson, who, you know, iffy mascot <laughs> question, but, you know, we'll take it. Yeah, um, they got lucky to skate out of that first round. Yeah. Um, so Which we're we giving three this hours one ago. to the Lakers, <laughs> even though we all know the Blazers, really, we're going to win. Blazers are number one in our hearts. Oh, That's it's for funny sure. Because the Clippers never entered into this conversation at all because they got screwed, I think, in the first round. Right. Yeah. But, well, uh, they should have had a better mascot. That, yep. It, it Try harder. 100%. 100%. Don't have scary <laughs> condors. <laughs> the worst. Maybe the worst one in the league. <sighs> the worst yeah, league? it's so terrifying. It's well, it has been a very fun journey from what mascots a season. <laughs> to uniforms, uh, coolest players, to basketball to talking so much about basketball that we're wishing we had the series that we're not going to probably going to get to see. But don't worry. That's why we're here to choose the bracket champion. Uh, congratulations, Lakers. That hurts me to say. Uh, um, shooting well, too. We should probably wrap things up. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, thanks for leading us through that bracket, Cassidy. I was glad I got a chance to vote this time although i think all i really did was just like use the lone dissenting vote <laughs> a lot but that's okay that's kind of like what i am in life too i'm always like the one yeah. dissenting vote but that was really fun and so janelle and sasha thank you so much for joining us on this epic journey i might have to actually divide this one into two because it's so long and uh, i know it's late so the two of you thank you so much for keeping up with us um anything you want to uh promote talk about uh share with uh listeners before we sign off for the night janelle do you want to go first well i i have nothing new to to share um i i'm hoping to have some good news soon i've um uh, I've um, sent my stuff into Deadspin, so I'm hoping that I will be added to their rosters, and hopefully, they have a new editor in chief, and they're looking for for people. And I'm, like I said, I'm a free agent, and you know, I, I still want to. I want to get out here. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. How about on Twitter? If people want to follow you on Twitter. Uh, Janelle Twelve, J A double N E L L E Twelve. Awesome. Very good. Sasha, you want to share what you are up to these days? No NBA, but still NBA podcast, right? Exactly. Uh, Blazers fans, check out From the Rose Garden podcast with Jason Quick and Dave Dufour and other colorful characters. We actually had Tar on a couple couple weeks ago. That was really Um, fun. Very fun. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, Great. 
don't miss basketball too much. <laughs> well, you can go to. bask in your Laker victory. <laughs> go do your <laughs> go do your safe social distancing run around the block. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at TCB Biggs. You can find the Blazers Edge podcast at Blazers Edge. So if you want to find out what we have coming up next, be sure and subscribe to the Blazers Edge podcast. Cassidy, would you like to take us out of here? Yeah, you can find me at Cassidy Gamut on Twitter. And guess what? We still love email, especially quarantine email. So shoot us an email at hoopsandtalks at gmail.com with maybe what's your favorite mascot? What's your favorite random mascot fact? I'm clearly still stuck on mascot brain, <laughs> but tell us about the other things too. Hit us up on our email. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and be kind to one another.